No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Hosea reigns in Israel as the last king. God testifies against the sins of the northern kingdom and sends them into Assyrian captivity. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 2 Kings chapter 17 on Simply the Bible. It is sad when a nation dies. Often the nation doesn't even realize it's happening until it's too late. That is certainly what happened to the nation of Israel, the 10 northern tribes of the divided kingdom. Like sand in the hourglass, their time was running out. We continue in 2 Kings chapter 17. In the 12th year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hoshea, the son of Elah, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned nine years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but not as the kings of Israel who were before him. King Hoshea was the end of the line for the kings in Israel. He was the 19th king. Hoshea did evil as the others. However, he did not reach the levels of depravity that Ahab and others had reached who had worshipped Baal, engaging in the abominable rituals and sensual practices of the Canaanite cult. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against him, and Hoshea became his vassal and paid him tribute money. And the king of Assyria uncovered a conspiracy by Hoshea, for he had sent messengers to sow king of Egypt, and brought no tribute to the king of Assyria, as he had done year by year. Therefore the king of Assyria shut him up and bound him in prison. Shalmaneser was the son of Tiglath-Pileser, and he assumed the throne of Assyria. He attacked Israel, and Hoshea paid him tribute money. But that was only temporary, for Hoshea stopped paying the Assyrians and hired the Egyptians in an attempt to throw off the Assyrian yoke. Often the children of Israel sought help from the Egyptians, but every time it did not end well. When Shalmaneser uncovered this conspiracy by Hoshea, he arrested and imprisoned the king of Israel. Now, the king of Assyria went throughout all the land and went up to Samaria and besieged it for three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria took Samaria and carried Israel away to Assyria and placed them in Hala and by the Habar, the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes. Shalmaneser went throughout the land of Israel mopping up. The tribes east of the Jordan had already fallen to the Assyrians previously. Samaria was the fortified capital city of Israel and the last stand for the Israelites. Shalmaneser laid siege to it in 725 B.C., and three years later, it fell in 722 B.C. That's the year that the Assyrians took the inhabitants of Samaria captive, and thus all Israel fell into Assyrian captivity. The method of the Assyrians was to scatter the people they conquered throughout their empire. The objective was to assimilate them into another culture so that they would lose their identity. 
This policy reduced the chances of an insurrection from those whom the Assyrians conquered. And then they would repopulate the area with many different nationalities. Again, it would help prevent a rebellion because there would be so many different ethnic groups that there wouldn't really be the opportunity to unite and rebel. The kingdom of Israel became Samaria, named after the capital city, and it would become a pluralistic nation of many ethnic strains and religious practices. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and they had feared other gods and had walked in the statutes of the nations whom the Lord had cast out from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel, which they had made. Also the children of Israel secretly did against the Lord their God things that were not right. And they built for themselves high places in all their cities from watchtower to fortified city. They set up for themselves sacred pillars and wooden images on every high hill and under every green tree. There they burned incense on all the high places like the nations whom the Lord had carried away before them and they did wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols of which the Lord had said to them, you shall not do this thing. It is though the charges are being laid against Israel like a courtroom indictment spelling out what they had done wrong against the Lord. The problem was that they forgot their religious history. They forgot that it was the Lord that brought them out of Egypt and gave them this land and that they could remain in the land so long as they kept the covenant of the Lord. But they got caught up in the economics, the political intrigues, one king being deposed, another king taking his place. They didn't realize that all of this was coming down on them. Their enemies were defeating them and so forth because they had abandoned the Lord. And it is so easy for a nation to get their eyes on these material, political, economic things, but not realize that the nation that is blessed is the nation that fears the Lord. Instead of fearing the Lord, they began fearing the gods of the Canaanites. They thought that, well, the Canaanite gods uh, inhabit this region, and if we don't make them happy, then we're not going to get good crops and so forth. So they began to sacrifice to these Canaanite deities in hope of being uh, prospered by them. But of course, when they feared these other gods, they stopped fearing the Lord God. They traded that which was real and alive for that which was dead, that had no life, these false gods. Now, at first, they started practicing these abominable things in secret. But as it caught on more and more, they began to do it more openly. And we see that happening in our nation today. We see things that at one time were hidden. They were in the closet. People didn't want others to know that they were practicing them. But now they're brought in the open. It's accepted. We're to accept these things. But God calls them abominations. He calls them perversions. These are things that are contrary to his word, sexual practices and so forth that really are nothing new. They're as old as the Bible here in the land of Canaan, but they're brought out into the open and things are gloried in that really should be shameful. Israel had associated herself with the abominations of the Canaanites and now the same punishment that God visited upon the Canaanites would come upon Israel. 
as believers associate with the world and partake in the sins and the abominations of this world, do they realize that they will also partake in the punishment of the world? The Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians in Ephesians 5.5, For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. We have to remember, God is impartial. He judges each person according to what he or she does. We cannot participate in sin without also triggering God's righteous response. Verse 13, Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all of his prophets, every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. God had sent the prophets Ahijah, Elijah, Micaiah, Elisha, Jonah, Amos, and Hosea to the northern kingdom of Israel. God is always faithful to warn his people. Nevertheless, they would not hear, but stiffened their necks like the necks of their fathers who did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers and his testimonies which he had testified against them. They followed idols became idolaters and went after the nations who were all around them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. So they left all the commandments of the Lord their God, made for themselves a molded image and two calves, made a wooden image and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire, practiced witchcraft and soothsaying, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. The problem was they could hear, but they had an unwilling ear. They didn't want to listen, and they stiffened their neck, and that led to an unbelieving heart. First, they rejected the Lord, and then they rejected his commandments. And that's the way it always works. When somebody first rejects the Lord, turns away from the Lord, then they also turn away from his commandments. And when we push God out of the public sector of life, push him out of our private sector, say, we don't want you here, God, Uh, we reject him, well, then we also reject his commandments. It says here that they followed idols. In the old King James, it says they followed vanity. And that's really what happens if you reject the living God and serve those things which are no gods, which are just dead images, you are serving vanity, worshiping vanity. And the thing is, is that so many people trade the worship of the living God so that they can go after their little gods, their idols, and those things are meaningless. They'll only leave you more empty than before. But you find out that when you have a true and living relationship with God, it satisfies you like none of those vain, meaningless things could ever satisfy you. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his sight. There was none left but the tribe 
of Judah alone. You see, the problem was that the people of Israel forgot that they were just tenants in the land. They didn't own the land. God owned the land, always has, always will. And they could only remain there so long as they worshiped the Lord and kept his commandments. And I wonder, could the same thing happen to us? We who have been so blessed by so many resources in this country. Listen, we don't own the land. God owns it. And he can evict his tenants whenever he chooses to do so. Also, Judah did not keep the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statutes of Israel, which they made. Now, Judah would remain in the land a while longer, but they ultimately would be deported as well for their disobedience to the Lord's covenant. And the Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel, afflicted them, and delivered them into the hand of plunderers until he had cast them from his sight, for he tore Israel from the house of David, and they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. Then Jeroboam drove Israel from following the Lord and made them commit a great sin. For the children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam, which he did. They did not depart from them until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight as he had said by all his servants, the prophets. So Israel was carried away from their own land to Assyria, as it is to this day. You know, the Bible says that righteousness exalts the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And as I look at our nation today, I believe we are provoking the Lord to anger because of us forsaking the Lord and his commandments. And the only hope that I see on the horizon is for a genuine spiritual revival where we turn to the Lord with all our hearts. May God make it so. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where the Assyrians settle various nationalities in Samaria. They mix the worship of the Lord with the worship of their gods, forming the people group known as the Samaritans. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible